Hey gang, it's Jose Flores here. Uh, welcome to my podcast where I will be discussing life, auto, business, and family. Today's guest, episode one, uh, my good friend Lance Phillips. Welcome to the crazy show, man. How are you, brother? Man, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Jose. This is awesome. This is so cool, man. I've been wanting to do something like this for years. <laughs> and it's taken some weird circumstances for me to finally do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just uh, happy to be a part and, and uh, be on the first one. So, yeah. How is, uh, how's life for you guys right now? <clears throat> yeah, really good. Um, actually, today is a beautiful day and uh, up here in North Texas. And uh, we're just, you know, kind of hunkered down, basically. And both, uh, both my wife and I work uh, remotely in the first place and do a lot of travel. So we're not traveling a lot, but we are, you know, working remotely. And uh, so I guess we're uh, weathering the uh, current events um, pretty well, you know, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. You, how, about, how about you and your family? You know, it, I mean, we've had to adjust a little bit, but since, you know, with the kids, we've we've been doing homeschool for a year now, which is, I can't even, it's unbelievable for us. We didn't think, first, we were like super against the idea of doing homeschool and um, just because we had never done it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but we've been doing it for a year now. The kids love it and, and we love it. Because, you know, they start at nine and they're done by 11 and they do the work of basically what most kids do. And, you know, from eight to three or whatever it is now. And um, so that wasn't a big change. And then, um, you know, for whatever crazy reason, we had started ordering food like our veggies and meat through different companies online through I think it's called Imperfect Goods and then uh, ButcherBox. So, man, like, it's just crazy, you know, like, we were already getting our meat and our veggies and fruit delivered to our doorsteps before all of this happened. And uh, so I've just kind of stopped working. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just choosing to stop working for a a few weeks, I can still go to the shop because there's literally, I work with two other, you know, my dad and uncle, and we're separated from each other, like, like by 20 feet (laughs) so yeah um we don't see clients we see clients every every other month every two months something like that you know so but who's um who's teaching the kids mainly is it you or dana or both or how do you do that so dana dana has picked up a curriculum and she goes based on that curriculum and um you know, I help out with with Frankie and Rosie, you know, on and off. So me and Rosie are going to build a catapult today for her science project. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be rad. That That's just like <laughs> she's into like building stuff and, you know, Frankie's into destroying it. So it, it works out. And um, Dana's doing the uh, um, the reading and math part. And then I do the, the science and um a couple of other like life skills per se. So um, well, I'm, I'm always excited to see what, uh, what type of project you're building or whatever. Uh, I, I follow, <laughs> I follow you on Instagram. So, um, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think the other day you were building some type of thing in the backyard for, for the kids and but oh, you're, yeah. you're, you always are. And it's, uh, it's really fun to watch. 
I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's probably one of the best things right now for, for, you know, time is like, so we're building like a playground fort, you know, with the kids and, uh, it's taking me forever to build because it's been raining up until today. And uh, so we'll, we'll get after it here after lunch. But then, you know, we've been we've been doing a garden, which has been crazy. And um, I'm, I'm, we're super excited. The kids are Dana and I are, you know, and we've got some big sprouts now. So that's that's killer, man. Um, we, yeah, we we uh, had a garden <clears throat> In our backyard, it, when we lived in Wichita, we don't have one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> it really, you know, it, it was just always so fun to use our own vegetables for stuff. And, and I'm sure you're experiencing that now. Oh, man, that, that's what we're, we're excited about. So, well, hey, um, can you give us a background on yourself? Because I know your background, but, you know, I, I, want, I want people to know a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe just kind of what you do and what you're into and, and, and those things. Yeah, of course. So I'm originally from North Texas, from Dallas. And, um, I think that, um, after high school and I went to college out on the East coast, uh, for, uh, my degree was in aviation management with, uh, with a business minor with a, like a focus on marketing. Nice. And so, yeah. And so, uh, when I started working after school, um, I was able to go into the uh, aviation industry uh, just because of my educational background. And uh, because my dad's a pilot as well, uh, I was able to go into business aviation a little bit quicker than most people are able to. So most. So you've most... always been into aviation, even through school. I didn't realize that you had done that for school as well. Yeah, I did that for school and my dad was a pilot. So I kind of, I grew up flying, yeah. uh, you know, in private aircraft, small airplanes. And that was just part of our lives uh, as, as kids. Mm-hmm. That's, that's got to be the best thing as a kid, you know? Like, it is. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your little guys, uh, Frank yeah. and Frank and Rosie. <laughs> they, you know, you're with them all the time and you, you're doing projects and, and all sorts of fun, cool stuff that I think a lot of kids probably don't get. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was similar, uh, but different, you know, uh, that we were, yeah. um, you know, after school, maybe we might go take a flight or something with my dad, you know, every once in a while. And, and so that was pretty um, cool. cool or take family vacations in our in a private airplane. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah, even, you know, you talk about like with kids, like whenever um, whenever the kids get in the in the Subi. They're always like, Dad, we want to hear the turbo. Yeah. Where's the turbo, you know, and go faster so we can hear the turbo. And I'm like, oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble. Like, I can't. I can't. It's exactly <laughs> the fast. same. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the same in the airplane. Um, the kids, we would always be like, Dad, you got to, you know, do something crazy and scare mom. And, be like, <laughs> you know, he'd be the voice of reason, but then he would end up doing something kind of uh scary to her as far as like doing a little dive or some type of maneuver that's it what did did your mom think about you going into aviation well i mean she had it had been a part by the time i was born let's see they had been married 10 years i think yeah nine or 10 years so she she knew it she had aviation had kind of been a part of her life um so no she was and and she raised three 
three uh, big ridiculous boys that were always getting into <laughs> some kind of trouble. <laughs> so she knew they were like, man, it's probably safer for them to actually get into a profession than <laughs> do something stupid, you know? Absolutely. Uh, However, I'm the, awesome. I'm the only one of four kids that, uh, that went into aviation. Wow. What, what, what does your, the rest of the family do? Uh, my brother is a tennis professional, so he's a teaching professional out on in uh, out on the West Coast in L.A. Dang. That's my younger brother. We're closest in age. Uh, I have two older siblings, which were uh, my older brother and older sister, and they we were about five years apart. Whereas my brother, my younger brother, and I were about a year and a half, uh, year and a half or two years apart. Dang, that's pretty cool. And man. Yeah, I mean, we all have different professions. Uh, my older sister is a is a registered nurse, and older brother is a school teacher, and uh, so we all kind of went our own little direction. Yeah, is anybody else in in, in Texas besides you? Um, my sister, my yeah, my mom and dad ended up retiring and moving up to Northwest Arkansas. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I always said, why, why did you retire in Arkansas? We've got plenty of great places in Texas. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. And I mean, it's a cool place, but that's. <laughs> it, it is. It's beautiful. Uh, and they live in this little, basically, it's like a little resort town uh, called Bella, ah. Bella Vista. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, so, but. Um, yeah. I mean, they're up there and, and. Uh, my older brother relocated up there and so he's uh teaching in the i think the fayetteville or bentonville school district or something and um my sister's out in east texas and then my younger brother is uh like i said in la um yeah, yeah. he and i my younger brother and i both spent time in new york after school and so we lived up there so you lived up there. You lived up there in New York, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah. For, <clears throat> excuse me, for about a year and a half or so, two years. So did, did, were you still doing aviation in, in New York or were you just doing a uh, different kind of work? Different stuff. Um, since my degree is actually, I have like a business minor. Um, mm -hmm. I started working for a guy and I've always been uh, into sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back, uh, this is this is a pretty long time ago in the '90s. Um, Major League Baseball, their president of, uh, let's see, what was his title? President of um, Major League Baseball Properties, which is kind of like the marketing entity. Yeah, um, he had left Major League Baseball and formed his own company, and I, I can't remember how I got in touch with him. But anyway, he was looking for somebody to manage the um, Heisman Trophy. Uh, so he had kind of bought the rights to the uh, Heisman Trophy. Or, That's crazy. Or, yeah, or he was managing <laughs> he was managing the branding of it and stuff like that. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I moved up there. I moved to Brooklyn and worked in Manhattan, and. Um, was helping them kind of manage uh, some of the retail stuff. And, but I was just a kid. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, yeah. uh, you know, but I, I really enjoyed it. I got to meet a lot of, uh, 
I met all of the Heisman winners that were alive back then. Um, oh man. Yeah. Tell me one of them. That's crazy. It, it was amazing. And you know, just so many other people as well. Um, oh, I bet. just, it was really, really a neat experience and living in New York and, uh, especially a kid coming from Texas that really, oh, man. really didn't know that lifestyle. And New York just gives you your chops, man. Oh yeah. Like you, you gotta get out of, out of your, you know, cause obviously I'm from a small town in Texas, but I, I've traveled, you know, and w- when you get out of your, your, your small town and, and you end up in a city like that, you know, and you, you get your chops, you know, you're really, you're like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pick up this, the pace here, you know? Yeah. I gotta keep up. You know, there's that aspect of it, but then there's the aspect of, uh, you know, growing up in Texas, you don't realize that, well, you have a lot of pre, uh, pre-established uh, feelings, I guess, about the Northeast and about New York and, Oh, for sure. You know, that aren't necessarily reality. And for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, plus I always, I always hated the Northeast any kind of hated it uh, <laughs> in the sense of um, we in North Texas have the Dallas Cowboys. Right. So, and we're, yeah, that, that rivalry, like automatically, oh, automatically. Yeah. And, and we're, and for whatever reason, back in 1960, when the Cowboys began, they put us in the, they put us in the NFC East. Which, oh, wow. which uh, you know, the NFC East rivals are Washington, New York, Philadelphia, and in the beginning, Saint, the, and in the beginning, St. Louis was in there as well. Uh, all the big boys, man. Yeah. So um, you grew up with this kind of like ingrained, uh, preconceived notion of what New York is like, and you have kind of a distaste for it as well. Uh, and then uh, oh man it's so true though it is it It is is so true it is so true until you get there then you're like what the like this is it's a whole nother world this is yeah and then you're like this is the best thing of all time yeah you got the food you got the cars i mean you got the cultures like and it's different i think yeah and it's different like on every block and i lived in brooklyn and i mean you you have you know there will be a block of you know million multi million dollar walk up mansions and then you'll have you know a couple streets down is you know something completely different it's i mean it's absolutely beautiful beautiful parks i don't know if you went into brooklyn when you were visiting but oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah prospect park there you know is uh, quite a bit different than central park in manhattan but it's a it's a beautiful big park as well in brooklyn yeah. Where is uh, uh so you didn't get a chance to maybe it's a good this good segue to switch into uh cars and, and stuff, but did uh you didn't get to go to CC uh the classic car club in Manhattan, did you this past this past year? No, I wanted to and I had uh I had been uh communicating via email with uh but uh I'd been communicating with somebody there and we had set up a time to meet excuse me, I think that was two years ago or it was Christmas time or holiday time, not this past one, but the one before. Yeah. 2017, I think, or 2018. Yeah, I think 2018. 2018. Yeah, because that's when I was and I, I made it and then I think you were supposed to be there the following week yes. to go to to to, to Manhattan. And, yeah. I saw that you, and I saw that you went there. I was going to try to do an interview with the guy um for air and asphalt and um but we were so busy anyway we had so much going on and 
Um, didn't get a chance to get over there, so unfortunately, but I'd like to go again. It was crazy. They had the best, the best, like, car collection I've seen in person. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to some car collections, like, in person, you know, but they had such, they had, like, the crazy, they had the Lancias. Obviously, they had, like, the old Porsches, but then they had, like, you know, the NSX. They had, they had all sorts of, like, crazy, That that's what I probably enjoy about that collection is that they had anything from, European classics to Japanese classics to, you know, modern Ferraris and, um, oh man, it was, it was, and, and they, you know, like right, they're right on the water, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Like that place is so cool, man. Like they have like their bar, their bar is like basically in their showroom and they have like a deck out there where you're like right on the harbor and it is just the coolest place now they um, have did you have to call a call in advance as a guest to come and check it out or do they have like public hours i can't remember so they have they have some sort of public hours but they um they closed it and so it was really weird we we basically hopped on a we hopped on a um on a on a train and we were jumping around you know brooklyn and, and manhattan and then we finally ended up over there and uh we just kind of walked in, walked in and my wife was like hey you know it's my and it was my birthday you know we're like we were we were trying to have you know um my husband here for his birthday and and the girl was like you know what why don't you just go ahead and go in um like and so they just let us in and like let you know they let me free range like just run around the shop because they have their shop where they're you know they're working on everything and then they have their showroom yeah. and uh they, oh man it is it was killer it was just killer i think we spent like an hour there and and you know i can tell cuz they were moving stuff around they were setting up for a uh they're setting up a boxing ring for that evening oh man <laughs> Like they were gonna put the cars around the boxing ring and have their private uh, club owners or whatever come in and view like this crazy boxing fights that they were doing that night yeah. at the club. Uh, so it was pretty cool. So, so talking about cars, uh, t maybe give us the past the past three cars that you have and, and what you have currently. Let's see. Um... <clears throat> I have had over the last few years uh, quite a few different cars and <clears throat> excuse me and SUVs and let's see so we've had um, you you remember my old Cadillac I had a Cadillac yes Cadillac. the one that was in the shop forever. oh that was just madness um, uh. I had this Cadillac CTS that. Um, I had purchased with a six-speed manual, but it wasn't a V8. Ooh. It wasn't the V model. You yeah. know, Cadillac makes the V models, which are like, I don't even know if they make them anymore, but they're uh, the hot, the sport or the higher end. Yeah. Is, is that the uh, the Corbett engine? In well, it? Uh, the, something like that or a different displacement? Yeah, I think the V models, they've got a big V8 in them. <clears throat> However, mm -hmm. my car was pretty light. And I had I used the standard six cylinder, but with a but with yeah. a manual transmission, so it was really unique. 
That's so um, nice. Not many of those were made at all. The the V models, the big V8s, the sport models mm-hmm. were, they came, I think, standard with uh, manual transmission. But yeah. the uh, the one that I had was special ordered and it was a really cool kind of silver uh, metallic paint with a with a uh, beige interior it was just really a it was a fun car but it was actually it was pretty powerful um and it was rear wheel drive and it had traction control and all sorts of things but uh rear wheel drive on those it was rear wheel drive and even on dry pavement that thing was dangerous i don't know (laughs) i don't know how cadillac got away with uh Without having a million more wrecks in those cars, um, but it, in the rain, it was like uh, it was like driving on ice almost because the even with new tires, it would it would uh, you'd lose grip in the back um, coming yeah. off the clutch in first, and so you had to be really careful. But it was a fun car. It was really it was pretty cool. Um, so that was one that I've had. Um, I've got like a Volkswagen Atlas right now and a SUV, which is just like, it's basically like a German suburban. It's really, yeah. it's really, is that what mm-hmm. your, is that what your daily is right now? Um, not really, actually. Uh, my wife drives that one quite a bit and um, I drive the Porsche. So we've had a, I've had a 911. Uh, it's a 1990 model 911 which is uh, still the air-cooled model. And it was the next-to-last uh, air-cooled 911 series that Porsche produced. And um, I really like it because it's the last model series, which they called the 964. Yeah, I was going to say the 964, uh, yeah. I love, I love those wheels on that oh, one, man. the turbo twist, yes. The, the turbo twist on those, yeah, those wheels, like, they just... Even even like park, they look like they're yeah. moving. You know, they it has that like motion effect. Like those wheels are just cl- like those are classy. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into Porsche? Like when did you when did you want when did you say I- I'm gonna have a Porsche? What what what's what's the backstory on that? Man, I'll tell you it 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 had to be when I was like maybe three years old, literally, and uh. So we lived in Dallas, uh, in Dallas proper. And um, I just remember in my neighborhood where we lived, there was uh, there was a guy on our block that had a 914. And it's so funny because it's Ooh. like, I don't really remember anything else except cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, Same. playing with a bicycle or, I don't know, just stupid stuff. But uh, yeah. I have like these vivid memories of the cars that were around, but. So there was a guy at the end of our block with a 914 and I just always remember looking at it, driving around and thinking, you know, just in my mind, I didn't have any context either, really. But just, yeah. you know, I guess context as as far as seeing other cars from a little kid's, you know, perspective. And then you see something like a 914 and it's different, you know, and um, so that really caught my attention. I thought it was really neat. And then, uh, and then we had another neighbor who got a 911, and this must have been, um, you know, mid seventies or something, early seventies, mid seventies. And I just remember the sound of it. 
I think there was one particular day when I had been, you know, out in our yard, front yard or something playing. And I just watched this thing and listened and it had a unique sound and shape and, oh, yeah. and the, wheel, you know, the fuke squeals and uh, just the sound of it and it just everything. And it, it made an impression. And I've just always, always uh, had a um, real desire to, you know, know more and, and drive those types of cars, especially the classic ones. And yeah, so, you know, so it fits that 964 is like right at that level of still classic, but with, a you know, a modern amenities, I guess, per se, you know, it's exactly, and it's just like, it's, ah, I, I love it's that. It's exactly yeah. that. And so I was saying earlier, that was the last model, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the last model series that still retained the raised uh, headlight fenders, like yeah, the yeah. classic one. And so um, it did, it, it got a lot of the technologies, because I don't know if you remember, but when they were when they were designing the 964 series, the 959 program was also going on. Yeah. Yeah, which was the supercar, you know, all the crazy aero, just, I mean, even now, seeing a 959 is crazy. Like, uh -huh. And then all yeah. of the engine controls, uh, like electronic ignition, electronic fuel, um, uh, the four-wheel drive system, that's on the 964 was the, that was the first 911 with uh, all wheel drive. And that came, oh that my. came from the nine, huh. 959 program. Um, just so many different things. Like they, they said that the 964 was 80% new compared with the uh, previous model lineup, which they called the, the G models or the uh, impact bumper models from the eighties. Hmm. uh 70s and 80s so they yeah. they say that like internally it was an 80 percent a new car uh and yeah. that's really pretty true it's it's uh it's almost a different car although it looks the same yeah well they you know and porsche is is famous for not only just tweaking as far as like the the exterior you always know a porsche you know you recognize a porsche you know you're like that's porsche yes. you know and so that's that to me that's that's classy and that's probably why they've maintained such a, a huge following almost cult following you yeah. know uh so dang that's cool so you've had your 964 for how long uh let's see i bought it when we were in kerrville so i've got a, a friend of mine that uh is up in denver uh and he was actually the principal for the agency that uh, for the creative agency that I was using when I worked with Mooney Aircraft there in Kerrville. Mm -hmm. And so he and I became friends. He owns a Porsche. He's got a, well, back then, three years ago or whatever, it was, uh, he had a brand new Targa, 911 Targa. Uh, and so um, he and I kind of bonded over Porsche and we've, we've uh, still uh, kept in touch like almost weekly um, to this day. And, Isn't that crazy, yeah. man? Like a car, car people, like it's different, you know. Like it, it's just different. Like you just keep, even through like right now, the weird times. Like you, you know, there's no uh, cars and coffee has been canceled, which sucks. Yeah. You know, um, like all the runs. Like I'm glad the Porsche team came out. Uh, the the uh, Porsche Rally 
club came out to the hill country before all this happened because you know i mean and they caught like perfect perfect weather everything you know but but even throughout this like all my car community people still stay in contact you yeah know? um so it was about it was about four years ago or so that um the principal of the agency he had called me up one day and he knew you know he and i had already kind of bonded and he knew i was yeah. in the market for uh for a uh, classic 911. Oh, I had yeah. been looking. And um, so he's like, he called me up one day and was like, Lance, man, I don't know if this is the right one, but I think I found a car that you're really <laughs> going to like up here in Denver. It's at my Porsche dealership on, on, uh, <laughs> on consignment. And so there, it, it was funny because there were a lot of things about the car that weren't, uh, that I didn't feel were like really my style. Like I didn't really want a convertible. I wanted a coupe, a uh, hard top coupe yeah. 911. Um, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't think I really wanted a red interior. I never really felt, you know, I never really felt like red interior was my thing. And now oh you love my it. God, it's just like. That red interior, oh. man. Like that red interior, like, like I want a red, in- I just picked up another car. <laughs> But the next car is is absolutely going to have a red interior. I don't care if I have to change it and get a Recaro seats or something. But that red interior, like, I'm like you. Like, I n- never wanted one until I got it, until I saw your car and realized, like, because it, it, it's not, um, I don't know, what, what would you say? Like, because it's not flat. Yeah, and that was the thing in the beginning. I was like, man, red, that's like a little bit garish to to be driving something like that around and the car's white, you know, with black yeah. accents. So like the dash top and the steering wheel is black and the door, the top door sills are black. Uh, it's the, it's red seats, um, red <laughs> door panel, you know, door panel inserts. So it's got just the right amount. And um, yeah. Yeah. So it's really well done. I think the color selection on that car and everywhere I take, well, so anyway, the story is that he called me up. He's like, we got this car. I think you're really going to like it. And, uh, but he was, <laughs> he was really like tentative almost because he didn't want to steer me in the wrong direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we deliberated my wife and I, we like really thought about it and the price was, the price was fine. The price was like in the market price, a little bit lower. Um, Yum. and it had below, let's see. It had under 100,000 miles. I think it had 90,000 miles on it. And he said that his person there at the dealership, uh, the the technical director or manager had gone through the whole thing and said it was really, you know, for an older car, it was really well maintained. And so, um, you know, all the all the right things from from a uh, practical mechanical uh, everything out pricing and all those things kind of lined up and were and looked good. Yeah, yeah. But my wife and I were just like, man, red and convertible. Is that really what we want? <laughs> so we're like, finally, the the uh, guy at the dealership, we, we had been deliberating for a while and he finally just called me up and he's like, listen, we got another buyer for this thing and uh, just want to know if you'd like to mm. take it because I think I'd put a deposit on it or something. Yeah. It's a commitment, man. When you're buying something like this, people don't understand. Like, it's a commitment because you know, you know, 
it's going to be expensive. Like it's going to, you know, you're going to have to go get it. You're, you're almost buying something on site. You know, you're, 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 it's to me, it's almost like buying a house when you're buying a classic yeah. car. Yeah. You and know? it's, it's and, like, you know, it's like almost like a relationship in itself. It's just, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time and money and, and just maintaining it, you know, cause it's a 30 year old car. So you've got to have the yeah. expectation that, yeah you're going to be spending, it's almost like an airplane. You're going to be spending a lot of money on maintenance and, and uh, just keeping it up and, and looking good. So we actually did that. We bought it sight unseen except for pictures. And, and, you know, my buddy who was a, who was a race driver in the past, he, you know, he drove it, had his technical people go through the car and I kind of knew what I was getting into, but so we bought the car and then my wife and I, um, we we got a couple of Southwest Airline one way tickets up to Denver, oh, man. <laughs> and so we uh, we we made a little vacation. Oh, that's ballsy, man! That's ballsy. You're just like just what we're just getting yep. a one way. And so um, we made a little vacation of it, and uh, we picked up the car, spent a little, spent a couple of days up in uh, Denver, and then uh, drove back uh, to Wichita, Kansas, and you know spent a couple days there. We used to live there and uh, saw some friends. And then we drove down to uh, Dallas and spent a couple days, I think. And then uh, all the way down to uh, Kerrville again. And so, you know, sight unseen, bought the car, didn't even really go through it other than I knew that the Porsche dealership had. And just, uh, it turned out to be one of the greatest things ever. That's the best. That's got to be the uh, best feeling, man. Uh, you know, get off the airplane, get on a car, and do a freaking road. And break. you know the car, yeah, exactly. And and we do that quite often. Um, yeah. The one of the best things about living down in the hill country uh, were the roads. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah. The the roads down there are absolutely amazing, and I could you know get off work at the end of the day and take the car out and you could go probably three different directions if you wanted and go to some amazing little road to drive. As you know, in the Subaru, you probably do the same thing. And uh, just, you know, thrash that car around. And that's what they're made for, you know, just to get out there on those twisties and, and really just hit it hard. Um, Yeah. That's and it's so rewarding when you know how to drive that thing right. And you know the 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 four wheel drive system on on that nine sixty four is just there's a you have to do something really really stupid to <laughs> to yeah, really get to it make that car get out from under you. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's basically yeah. impossible. It's one of the it's one of yeah. the safest cars. You know, just from a feeling of yeah. safety, if you're driving in the rain or or you know, uh, other conditions, it's, I've never driven a car that at, especially at high speed that you feel so like in control and nailed to the nailed to the road and just, uh, on point at all times. I am, you know, I I had, until I bought the, the, the Subi, I had never driven an all wheel drive car. And, um, I just purchased a, front wheel drive car um added to to the um, you know it's my second car now and i'm like this is totally different now man this is i gotta get used to it i gotta get used to it so 
I'm what's taking the, my what's time the new again, one? but so the new one is an old, <laughs> you know, I like weird stuff. Uh, I think that goes without saying. So I bought a 1989 Honda CRX. Oh, I remember that car. Yeah. That, that was um, a little, that's a nice little uh, performance machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's stock besides the, the wheels. Uh, and they're just like an upgrade wheels from like a, a newer SI car. But this was a Dallas car. The guy had it for like 28 <laughs> years. And like I have the window sticker when he purchased it and uh, all the like basically maintenance and things like that that he's done yeah. throughout the years, you know. So that that's I, I'm just so I'm just kind of, you know, digging into it and um but it's 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 gonna get some some loving here pretty soon. I think I'm gonna redo the paint on it because it really. I mean, it's a 30 year old car, you know. So what year is it again? But it's, it's yeah. It's 89. funny. I remember um, I was in college back in '89, and so that that uh, shows how old I am. But uh, <laughs> I remember like one of my buddies had uh, he had a new Honda. I can't remember what model it was, but it was like a, maybe a CRX or maybe a, um, Oh no, I think it was the prelude. Do you remember the prelude? Prelude. And I had one and I sold it and I should have never sold it. I had, a, I had a eight, uh, the same year I had an 89 or 90 prelude SI and they made a all wheel drive uh, version of it. And, uh, Ah, I had a stock one and I sold it. That was a stupid well, I remember, Yeah, anyway. I remember this guy in college. He was like, uh, I for some reason, I was driving with him. And, and uh, he was like, man, you got to watch this thing. I can peel out in every gear. I was like, no, I, I doubt that. He goes, nope, watch it. And he did it. <laughs> he, and I was like, man, that thing's like crazy. Because it would wind up to like 8,000 RPM or something. I don't know if it was eight, but exactly. uh, eight or 9,000 yeah, was redline. Exactly. Is that is that what you have on the CRX? Yep. So so on the CRX is like seventy five hundred, yeah. eight thousand is the yeah. like the red line, you know. So there, uh, you you got to be careful. So, well, hey man, I'm gonna I want to wrap it up. I don't want to make it too long. I feel like we got so much more um, that we could discuss. I feel like next time we need to do a uh, another one on how to buy a classic car or what to look yeah, for. Maybe. Yeah, I can help with that. Because um, I'm all I'm I'm always looking. I'm even though I have cars, I'm always looking. That's uh, <laughs> I am too. It's a bad curse. Hey, well, thank you, Jose. <laughs> yeah, this was really fun, and uh, you know, uh, I look forward to listening to more of your podcasts and and hopefully being a part of more in the future. Yeah, man. Thanks for being a uh, guest on the first podcast. I'll uh, I'll let you know when this goes out. Thanks everyone for listening, and I will be putting out. I'm gonna try to have some uh, some other guests this week. I'm gonna just try to put one out every day. We'll see what happens. So, but uh, thanks guys for listening to episode number one, and we will catch you guys later. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Later. Bye.